Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode oh. 455. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Charlie here, assistant producer Lily, just sleeping, doing nothing like usual, right by my side. Um, we have a great show today. I'm fired up for this one. We're going to be drafting the teams we want the Bucks to play, teams we don't want the Bucks to play. We'll go from the teams we want to play to the teams that we just maybe would prefer just not to see them at, in our side of the bracket. Uh, we will also talk about if the overtime rules will help or hurt the Packers in the playoffs. Uh, and lastly, we will talk about a- advice for how to wa- how to deal with major sporting events and not being able to watch them as Mitch and I find ourselves in a precarious situation this weekend. Um, so that'll be the show. I'm excited to talk about all of it. Um, Mitch Ross, other side, at Mitch Ross MK, Facebook, Instagram, you know me, Tabby Keg, on Twitter, Tabby Keg Sports, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Mitch, what's going on, buddy? Much sitting here just watching the uh, Celtics and Heat as we record this podcast. That's a big game. What's um, the uh, What's the score? Just about to hit half right now, and it is 53-52. The Heat are up at half. So Okay. Right. Um, yeah, it's living up to the billing. And yeah, I, I finally, funny enough, this game was able to be aired on ESPN. But yeah. um, Tuesday, we had to we had to sit through another Laker game. Um, I didn't. Obviously, I'm a Bucks fan. I watched the Bucks and Sixers play in a uh, a large game. Um, arguably, the I mean, maybe the biggest regular season game of the season so far. Yeah, uh, you, you could argue just with how late we're getting and. Um, you know, something will surpass it, obviously, but you know, we had to, we had to put the LeBron AD list Lakers on, um, on ESPN. And, you know, that's, that's, we've done that topic before. NBA doesn't really do flexing. Um, they do and they don't. Um, at the end of the day, they're still going to rather have the Lakers or the Knicks on over, over Milwaukee, just irregardless. And the faster you realize that, the better off you are. Like a lot of things in life. What what they really should have done, and I they did this once, and I I really think the feedback was so negative, um, because of course it happened to the Bucks, but when the Bucks were blowing out the Miami Heat game two of the bubble season or the year after the bubble, and then they started doing this like whip around like red zone thing, which I actually thought was kind of cool, and now a lot of Bucks fans hate it. It's a sensitive subject to Bucks Twitter. It, it is interesting that that's the only time you can remember that ever happening probably in your life. And it, it think, happened to be the Bucks. I think somebody got a phone call. I think Adam Silver either said something or somebody, you know, maybe they're out of communications. I don't know who that is in the NBA. It was like, Hey guys, like we put these two teams on for a reason. Like, you know, we want to ride this out or maybe the guys calling the game were like, you know, we, we are, you know, doing this for a job. Like we're not being heard. Like, I don't know, but I, to me, like that would have been a perfect game where it's like, okay, a, we know LeBron's not playing B it's like a 25 point, 26 point blowout at halftime. Luca nearly has a double, triple double in the first half. Surprised Luca yeah. didn't get some MVP uh, topics today. Like after his third quarter, triple double third, three-quarter triple-double, and it's like, Luca MVP? Because, like, might as well, right? Like, throw everybody. Even Devin Booker got some some nods this this uh, week, past weekend. 
And mm-hmm. it's like, why not just rotate Bucks, Sixers, and the Pistons and Nets was like a competitive game. Like the Nets only won by seven. Like that was a competitive game down the stretch and it was a shootout. So it was a fun basketball game, you know, and why couldn't you just have rotated both those games and, you know, also worked in, hey, we're checking in on Lakers, Mavericks, here's what's going on in that game. But I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get why they couldn't do sort of the March Madness like sort of live cut ins of, of these games or do a split screen or anything. You know what I mean? Well, I don't get it. They, that, one, that one night uh, this season, they did a, what was it called? NBA Crunch Time or something, which was like the, the Red Zone version of NBA. They, they did it on like a Monday night when there was like eight or nine or 10 games that night and they just popped around on NBA TV. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like they've only done that once. Yeah, kind of like a. It was like a. What do you say? Like a, a test run of, of that show, and who knows? Probably Jerry Greenberg didn't didn't want to do it. So yeah, Adam Lefko was like, "No, I'm out. Not not a thing." Um, but yeah, so it sucks that the Bucks didn't get to shine. But I think like everybody after the game was talking about was talking at least about the game. Unfortunately, it led to like almost more Embiid propaganda, which is crazy. Um, it led to just people. I, I now have the take, Mitch, and I know we'll get to the draft here in a second, but I have the take that the national media is not ready to have the conversation with themselves that Milwaukee is basically the team for the next, you know, two to five years. And they, they're not ready to have Milwaukee as the team it bothers them. So they're looking for any way out and there's, there's really no running from it and there's nothing they can do. And it's very cocky. Of me. I realize that, but that's how I feel right now. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, no, that's I don't fine. disagree. I don't necessarily disagree, but yeah, that's, that's, oh, um, it's cocky. I, I get it. Cocky, it's cocky. I guess. Yeah. It's cocky. Yeah. It's cocky. But after hearing Mike Greenberg like saying, "Oh, they, Nets would have swept the box if Kyrie didn't get hurt," it's like they fucking were already up, only up two one. You hack like you're supposed to be a fifteen million dollar guy at ESPN, like, and you're leading you're leading the ESPN NBA coverage. I feel like you should. That's like simple. Like that's that's a layup, right? And it's whatever. Yeah. I well, I mean, I don't know. They, they don't know man. I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat desensitized to it. I mean, I, I know. know every, I every, know. every single fan base in sports thinks their team is disrespected. So uh, it's but, like, but, but what? I'm not saying they're. I'm not even really saying the Bucks are disrespected. I'm just saying they don't know how to have a conversation about the Bucks. They don't know how to put the Bucks in their sort of clickbait machine because they're really hard well, to. That's that's, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. I'm I mean, not saying every. Every one of the Bucks organization from top to bottom is pulling in the same direction, which right. so they have not they have nothing to there's nothing juicy. Right. I get it. I mean and and and, and it was it was like that for the Packers until the last, until one year ago, where now bit, you know, yeah. they have they have <laughs> something to grab onto and with the Packers and you know, you just don't really have that with, with the Bucks or, you know, certainly not the Brewers. I mean, you know, M- MLB is not gonna 
you know, I, I was really just moved the needle on, on your talking head shows, but right. And this is exactly why like baseball is, you know, failing because they don't have these gregarious personalities. And it's like, whenever somebody bat flips, it's like this condemnation of like, Oh my God, respect yeah. the game. And then it's I was like, gonna say, like, that's the thing though, is like baseball has a lot of personalities. It's just that like, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Oh no, I get it. No, it's it's a it's quite the onion, right? It's quite the thing to unpack, and it's quite the sort of solution there because it there is a lot to to look at when it comes to when it comes to the the MLB and all of this. But like, but, unfortunately, Brent Suter is not is not uh, putting butts in the seats. Oh uh, no, not at all. Um, uh, Hunter Renfro is going to be a good quote machine, though, I feel like. I mean, he, just locally. I listened to uh, him talk about playing first base today, which the Brewers had him out there at first. And he was explaining that he wasn't able to play first at Mississippi State because he took a uh, ball to the forehead. And then they were like, all right, you got to go back out to the outfield. And, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. But it's bad. it is basketball time. It's really a seamless transition. Um, it's going to be such a good few weeks here. You know, the Final Four National Championship. You then get the Masters opening day also. And then you have to, you do have to wait a week, but you at least have baseball to kind of steady that ship. And then you go into the NBA playoffs, which actually start on Easter. I think that's crazy that they're not going to start on Saturday. I find that absolutely absurd. And I'm like, why wouldn't really? you start? Yeah, why wouldn't you start on Easter? Why wouldn't you start on that Saturday? Feels like they always no- have it. Have yeah, it right. I don't know. No, they're why they they're giving everybody a week off. Basically, I think it's because of the playing games and stuff. But um, yeah, so the first games for the NBA playoffs starts at start that Sunday, which is Easter. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I usually I'll have to deal with people making. Oh no, they are starting Saturday. That's on me. I'm sorry. Hand up. It is going to start on Saturday. That's That was a big Jimbo by me. I will, uh, you know, sometimes play as, play as fuck up, Mitch. Play as fuck up. So, anyways, um, you we have the playoff draft. We're going to take the top teams that the you would most like the Bucks to play, whether it be in the first round, second round, third round, maybe in the NBA Finals, and pick those teams. We'll have all 10 are out there uh, for your choosing in the Eastern Conference. And then we also have three West teams that are most likely to win the finals or get to the finals, not win the finals. Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies, and the Golden State Warriors. So we will choose from all of those, and I will give you the number one pick, Mitch, because I'm a saint, because you are you are joining me, because I screwed up that I gave you a scare that you wouldn't have playoffs on Saturday. Saturday. Um, so you have the number one pick. Go ahead. And this is who I'd like to see the most. Yes. Right? In, in the first round? Correct. It, well, first round, well, second round, third round. I mean, it could be – I mean, just, if you feel – overall? Yeah, just overall. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess the obvious one is the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's – I mean, that's a uh, – that's a great choice. I mean, they the have Bucks, they have beaten the Bucks at least once this year. Uh, yep. But I, you know, in a series, I mean, say what you want about what happened last year with Trey Young getting hurt. 
making a completely outrageous step back into an official's foot. People forget about that. That right. was a completely unna- unnatural step back. It was almost like he knew his foot was there and he wanted to get hurt because he was he was du- ducking the criticism. Um, but uh, yeah, give me the Hawks. I mean, you know, Trey Young is very annoying to play against, but um, there's way worse out there. You know, the Hawks, they're not bad. They've climbed above 500 after having pretty brutal start. And um, yeah, but they're probably the team I fear the least, I think, in the East. I think that's, I think that's a good way to start. Um, Hawks, some stats here for you. They are 19 and 24 against teams above 500 this year. Um, they're also brutal on the road. They can't win at all away from Atlanta. Um, they, they've struggled mightily, um, in certain spots and yeah, the bucks are way too big for them with Giannis playing at full stroke, full steam. We saw it, what, three or four weeks ago when they basically bullied the Hawks the entire game. I don't think Atlanta led that game. If they did, it was very early. The bucks pretty much were in cruise control for that entire thing. So I think the Hawks are a great first choice. My second pick to your first choice is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, Cavs, nice story, fun story. But at the end of the day, they're just banged up. Unfortunately, they weren't able to stay healthy. I don't think I would have that Cavs this high if Jared Allen's at full strength, if Evan Mobley's at full strength. Mobley probably be back for the playoffs. Uh, he just has a knee issue. and They think he's going to be out for like three games. But I – this Cavs team, I think, is a year, maybe two years away from being a, a team we actually worry about. Yeah, I, I was going to say the Cavs were probably a certainly in my in my contention for uh, number one pick. We know we, we had them in for a visit. We did a nice sit down interview, but ultimately <laughs> I went with the Hawks. Um, but the Cavs, yeah, I mean, it almost seems like you know that that dream night they had against the Bucks where yeah. Jetty Osmond was hitting threes left and right. Dean Wade hit a couple. Right. Um, it, it was almost like they made a deal with the devil that night because I feel like since since then, because Garland got hurt in that game, and then he missed, like, a couple weeks. I feel like since that game kind of was the, the beginning of their sort of rocky second half of the season. It's like, um, the, it's like the Cavs were uh, – the. Jay Bruchelle from She's Out of My League. And he, he got to bang Alice Eve that one time. And then, you know, that was it. Like, that was the, the mountaintop, you know? I don't know if you've ever right. seen that movie. Great, Ron. I haven't. A plus. Oh, I recommend it. It's You can probably find it on a streaming platform. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, yes, I would agree with that. I think the Cavs, it's kind of been a mess. And they've really taken advantage of beating up on bad teams, 24 and 8 against teams uh, with under 500 records. So they've definitely picked apart the uh, lesser of the opponents uh, this year, which more power to them. I can't hate on that. Just it's worth, uh, worth calling out. Um, They don't, they uh, don't lose many cheapies. Yep. My, my third pick now. Yes. Or my pick for three. Yes. Uh, I will go probably with the. Oh boy. It's a little tougher here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a few answers you can say here. I will. I'll say the Bulls. Yeah. I agree. Um, that would have been my pick. It's that or the Hornets, but I'll go with the Bulls. 
just because I feel like we kind of have their number. Mm-hmm. Now we really haven't seen the bulls completely at full strength. The closest thing to that was uh, last week or whatever when we, you know, boat raced them. I the only guy they were missing was Lonzo, right? Right. Came, and they're correctly. not gonna, and they're not going to get Lonzo back for the rest of the year. So they had really... their they had they had their franchise savior Patrick Williams back or so I'm yes. told. Yes, the uh, the Giannis stopper, Patrick Williams. Yes, he was he was back there. Right. Who got? I'm pretty sure Giannis showed him that he he's not going to be able to stay in front of him pretty early in that game. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Maybe Patrick Williams puts on a couple more pounds. You know, I think the frame's there, but uh, at the same time, um, let's not let's not crown his ass yet. So no. yeah, give me the Bulls. I mean, there's there's a little bit of rivalry. I think that. Ah, man, the rivalry with the Bulls is kind of went out like a wet fart a little bit. Yeah, there was there was some steam after that first game, clearly. And I was like, here we go, baby. And then that second game in Chicago was pretty good. But then I think just kicking their ass um, this past week was kind of just put it on ice for a little bit. But it's definitely it's got potential. No question. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's. I think it, 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 kind of died a little bit for this season it's hanging out there it's you know it's like a wwe feud where yeah maybe there was something there but then it's like you know what this guy just isn't there yet he has to spend a little more time in the intercontinental division and then he can kind of level up to play with the champs like that's kind of the bulls right now a nice bulls stat for you since i i feel like i have stats on every team so now i just kind of have to keep going uh the bulls are have the fourth no fifth worst net rating um after the all-star break they're six and eleven the only teams that have yeah. worse net ratings which is uh, offensive and defensive rating combined for those who don't know uh the sacramento kings the los angeles lakers the oklahoma city thunder and the portland trailblazers yikes wow the thing we'll see the next thing with the Bulls is they haven't beat a good team it's very yeah. very <laughs> well known yeah now it's and well also- known and also, I'm what are they like 0 14 against the top four in, the, in each yeah. conference or something like that. And uh, also, like, I think DeRozan kind of fell off a cliff lately. Um, yeah, yeah. DeRozan, so, DeRozan starting to DeRozan turned into a pumpkin. DeRozan became Demar DeRozan. Like his out of body yeah. experience finally just kind of ran out. So, I mean, the Bulls from like going, he'll do that. It, and it, if we were to like draft this from like what series are the most fun. Like, I actually think the Bulls would be way up there because of what all you mentioned, the potential of the rivalry. The Bulls, like, the United Center is a great place. There's a lot of juice in that arena, right? Like, that's yeah. a place, like, you kind of get excited when the Bucks are in town there. Kind of similar to the Bucks being in Philly, honestly. It's like Philly has, like, just an awesome fan base, and it's loud in there, and it's fun. It makes it, it just adds a little bit of an element there. My fourth pick, I got to keep it chalk. I wanted to just pump my chest and be like, all right, Brooklyn, whatever. Let's do it. But I'll say Charlotte. I can't, like, I can't not take Charlotte there. That you have to. Um, the Hornets have given the Bucks some trouble. Uh, the Bucks got swept by Charlotte in Charlotte uh, this year. That was kind of during the time of the year where the Bucks did not necessarily care about basketball. Um, they were able to blow out the Hornets then after that pathetic Brooklyn game right after the all-star break. And I just, the Hornets are a nice story, but they're, they're kind of like what the Herb Cole bucks used to be, right? They just kind of are pulling around the eight and nine seed. 
they haven't really like leveled up to that next yeah. that next sort of step. They're just kind of just hanging out in mediocrity. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a they're just an inconsistent a team a team full of inconsistent players. All right, I guess is I was going to say a team full of Chris Middletons, but wow, um, that's that's oh. going to be considered a slight. That is a slight. <laughs> uh, just you know, kind of up and down. You know, guy couldn't couldn't you know couldn't put together a solid forty eight minutes type right. team. It's, um, it's, it's fair. It's fair. That that's what you get from Chris too. As much as I love him, but you'll get you'll <laughs> yeah. get one one good quarter. Right. Um, yeah. But that that's you know that's ninety ninety percent of the league. So. Um, you know, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah, Charlotte, I mean, yeah, again, you summed it up pretty good. They, you know, they are capable of, of going nuts, you know, kind of like you saw them, their game in Brooklyn on Sunday. Right. Um, you know, Hornets probably shouldn't have won that game, but they were able to go in, like, I just, you know, on paper, so that's why they play the games and, um, you know, Kyrie's first game in Brooklyn, yada, yada, yada. And they went in there and spoiled the party. So, I mean, they're capable of getting hot, and but I, I think that's a that's a bucks and five type situation. I'd yeah, like yeah. The Hornets' defense is just not. I mean, they're going to have to win shootouts, and I just don't know in the playoffs if that's sustainable. I just I I don't think it is, and mm-hmm. it's just not something you see um, come playoff time. Shootouts, shootouts are rare a rarity. It's rare that you're playing into the 120s and the 130s come playoff time because that's usually when the screws tighten, and that's that's not what you technically see. Yeah, I'm up now. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting. Now this it, you yeah, this can go this can go in a hundred different directions. There are a lot of interesting teams on the table here. Yeah. Um... I think I'll take the Celtics. Oh, oh, oh wow! Did not expect that. I, I there's a couple ways you could go, but I did not see that. So explain. Well, uh, now this could change in one week when they when they face off. Yeah. Um, but you know, Boston was able to beat us early in the year. Put them a couple times earlier in the year when they had Dennis Schroeder. And they weren't um, certainly weren't what they have been the last six weeks. Um, so a little embarrassing, but I, the Bucks also weren't really the same team. But then we, you know, got them in a, a fun game on Christmas Day, and we don't I don't believe we've played them since. Nope. Um, and you know, we will see. That's going to be a huge game. And but I just think that in terms of matchups. Yeah, yeah, they're completely yeah. they're like, they're screwed. They're screwed without Robert Williams in terms of Giannis. They have no like we've definitely. seen. I mean, if, we've seen it with Al Horford and Daniel Tice. I mean, how many times, right? Like, yeah. if we've done this dance with Al Horford and Daniel Tice, it doesn't end well. I'll tell you that right now. Like, if anything, Paul Millsap should send Al Horford a text and be like, "Dude, we you can't do this. Like, you're a little better than me, but like, you're gonna get your lunch eat eight. Like it's not going to go well for it for you. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just and 
I just, man, I, I refuse to believe that they're this good. Yeah. That, no, I, I, I agree, mean, man. It's, it's, it's a good enough sample size that I, that there's enough there, but man, I don't know. Also, I, 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 I don't, I guess I haven't followed. I mean, I know their defense has been tremendous. Yeah. They switched. Um, they, the thing is, is they switch. The reason they were really good with Williams is they switched everything. They just were yeah. relentless about switching and that they were able to basically make life hell for everybody around, around well, them. And Marcus and Smart. What, 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 what they've done too is they've had Robert Williams kind of be the Giannis defensive, like Rover. Yeah. And be kind of that help side shot blocker. Right. And let Horford and let Horford be the guy to kind of guard the big. Yeah, similar to Brooke. Yeah, kind of same same right. sort of concept, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, Bucks fans all the time would say, you know, why don't you have Giannis? And, and honestly, that's probably why they don't have the Giannis guard Durant. I mean, right. that's because they Durant's going to have the ball, you know, ninety percent of the time, seemingly, certainly in the playoffs, and you know that is going to occupy his time. So that's what Boston has done, I think, with Robert Williams, which has made him, you know, a, a better rim protector because not having to necessarily guard, you know, the other team's big and be able to roam around and block shots. And also, you know, um, Tatum's been pretty good. Tatum's been great. Marcus Smart's had probably one of his better years. Yeah, and you, Udoka has really reined in Marcus Smart. Like, Marcus Smart's not shooting 10 threes a game. Like he's, it's not, Marcus Smart yeah. doesn't have that like, oh guys, hey, guess what? It's Marcus Smart time, you know, which is like an Eric Bledsoe thing. Like Eric Bledsoe would go for like a 10 minute stretch where he wouldn't shoot the ball. And Eric Bledsoe would then be like, all right, it's Eric Bledsoe time. I have to shoot a three. And it's like, no, and like, you, you really don't, you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's, that was an issue, but the other thing with Boston too, is they just kind of stopped blowing 30 point leads. Yeah. Which certainly helps because they did yeah. that a lot in the first two months of the season. Right. You know, which isn't too much to ask. So they're, I mean, God, think of how good their record is. They, they probably would have been the, they would have been an easy one seed right yeah. now if they wouldn't by four or five games, if you just take away a few of their blown leads, you know, they wanted, they wanted Udoka gone after <laughs> about a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were, uh, they were more than ready to just basically say, all right, we're we're done with Kudoka. He's not he's not our guy, and don't know what he's doing. He's laying into everybody. He's calling everybody out. And it worked, man. And I think the Bucks would also make Tatum and Brown's life living hell on the perimeter with Holiday and Middleton, West Matthews, and I think they would throw. I also think you can get under this Boston team's skin. Like I really do. I think you know guys like Grayson Allen. I think even a little bit of Giannis, like Bobby, like I, I do think that they would, they would have that. And the last part of the Boston, then we'll move on. Chris Middleton owns the Garden. Chris Middleton loves playing in Boston. Yeah, he has some just unbelievable numbers against Boston. He's been a Celtic killer, um, throughout his career. Um, so that's another another small angle. My pick, I'm gonna kind of go off the radar too. I'm taking the Golden State Warriors. And I know what you would you'd say. You'd be like, all right, you know, the Warriors are, if they're in the finals, like the Steve Kerr, you know, they've been there before. They know what it takes. But 
the Warriors have no size. And I realized they were able to beat the Bucs in the Chase Center. I think the Bucs were kind of lackadaisical in that game. That was not a, a Bucs team that I saw a lot of, of in the second half of the season. I just don't – I don't think the Warriors are going to get to the finals, but if they did get to the finals and it was against the Bucs, I will not worry too much about that experience and think that they should be able to handle this version of Golden State. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Golden State has been such a weird – team this year i mean they've had a lot of i don't know I, maybe it's just their big threes getting old and and yeah and you know steph's hurt now draymond was out for christ probably two months and he's been super and, he's not been good since he's come back I mean, right they, and they right. just they've just been kind of like they're just tolling like their net rating is uh basically negative one they're six and 11 after the all-star break it's it's just kind of yeah, I don't expect them to get to the finals. Honestly, I would probably, if you had to go into my head and said, I'll, I, well, I'll ask you, if you could say, if you'd say Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, or Warriors, what, what do you think would be more likely to get to the finals out of those four teams? Ooh. Yeah, I know it's a tough question. They're all in a bunch. I mean, it's a, it's got to And I don't, I don't trust any of them. No. Oh, no. Um, I mean, I'd probably still say the Warriors. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the coaching. I'm not, trust, I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting Jason Kidd. Nope. Or Luca, for that matter. Yeah. Um, Utah. I mean, God bless him. But yeah, yeah. Utah is basically like the Bucks. If if like we don't win a championship and just we have, it's like every year it's same old. It's like same oh, old Jazz. And, and and that's why that's why I don't want to be too hard on them because you know <laughs> that's like when. That's like when let's let's go you're in high school, right? Yeah. And you're like a senior and you're talking to, you know, some of your chick friends and they're making fun of the like the sophomore chicks for dressing slutty or whatever. And it's like or whatever, you know, whatever girls want to make fun of other girls for. It's like, yeah. hey, you were that age too once. So you yeah. were doing the same shit two yeah. years ago. So don't don't fucking don't blow smoke up my ass. Same thing. I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna do that. But yes, I mean, Thank you for your service. I don't believe that Utah is not the Bucks, though. No, nah, I know. I agree. Then Denver, I mean, Denver just can't stay healthy to save their lives. They've yeah. they got Michael Porter Jr., who's, uh, you know, a walking hospital visit. Yeah, and he's the Malcolm Brogdon of the West. Yes, Mike, Michael Porter Jr. Um, yes, and then Jamal Murray had had one injury, but it's a knee, and you know, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily coming back this year so it would have to be Jokic like with Dallas you know I mean Dallas you can, shut down Luka then what yeah exactly yeah Dallas can defend um but that's that's about it and again they're another team where the the lack of size is is an issue I I well, I think Golden State would be my answer of of like and I I don't know I I could easily take something else I might have just been trying to be different but that's my pick all right, we got to – this is – I'm having a blast, but we got to uh, – we'll, we'll try to pick up the pace a little bit. Who you got next? Uh, you So you took Golden State, huh? Well, right. Uh, um, I guess Philly. Okay. For me. Um, yeah, you know. So no, I night, agree. That would be 
a very, very aggravating series because you have the two biggest floppers in the NBA on the Sixers. But um, I don't know. They just don't scare me that much. They don't have a ton of depth. They don't have anyone to guard Giannis. Um, you got Brick Ross. You, you got Brick Ross in the uh, late game situations. You know, you know, choking like he usually does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had a goddamn air ball practically. Oh my and god, the, uh, that was so bad. That was so so bad. Like I just i I still was nervous. Like I was standing. Like I was I was in back in playoff mode. Like I mean, we all saw the review. I was in I was in full playoff mode last night. And I still was nervous when that shot went up, both of them. And both were absolutely terrible. And, yeah, you know, Embiid just, man, or not Embiid, Harden just plays the hits. Brick Ross, you know, just gets gets it going. And uh, that's – it's incredible. Yeah, Durant was right. You know, he's like, we you can run you can run this team. And there is no way I think Embiid survives seven games with Brooke Lopez either. I think Brooke would just beat him to hell. Um, I also think that yeah, they're not well conditioned, well, and they're they're maybe, like the. But you also you also have Ibaka, who you didn't yeah. really see a ton of, and he was, Brooke was able to stay out of foul trouble. Well, do you think it was that and Ibaka was he had like an illness, a non-COVID illness that caused him to miss against Memphis? Do you think maybe it was a little bit like oh, he still kind of had see, hoops? I didn't, and, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. So yeah, and I mean, he was like, yeah. So, but that could have been potentially. But no, you're right. And Brooke was and Brooke was excellent in that game. And yeah, you have a bunch of bodies to throw at Embiid. Even like you can't throw him in there for a ton of minutes, but even just having Bobby just kind of frustrate him and speed him up a little bit is not a bad thing. You can't have Bobby out there for too long, but just a little bit of Bobby is not a bad thing. And yeah, I, I have no fear against Philadelphia there. So I was saying this in a pod yesterday, like, do you remember a team that is like as slow as Philadelphia in the last, I don't know, five years. Like I can't think of one that's like as slow as the, as the Sixers are. Hmm. Um, I mean the Bulls don't play very fast. Yeah, Bulls they are get, slow. They're a plotting team. I guess any of the they get, teams they get turnovers and stuff like that, but um, they're a low scoring team. Yeah, the Tibbs. But, the Tibbs. No, I mean t- your point is your point is taken. Yeah. All right, my pick is the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not going to avoid them any further. Look, I and I they're playing tonight. I know that this could come back to bite me right square in the ass. That's right now with Kyrie Irving, Mitch. They have the best offensive rating in all of the NBA at like 120. They also have the worst net rating when it comes to defense at 115 points per game, over 100 with Kyrie Irving. They have zero perimeter defense. Yes, they have Kevin Durant. Yes, they have Kyrie Irving. But I'm convinced that the only way the Nets can win a series is if they outscore everybody and they because they don't play any defense. They don't. They're not a championship-level defensive team. And I know what people are going to say. I think the Bucs would use it as motivation. I think there would be a major chip on their shoulder. I really could see it being a Miami-esque series, what we saw last year. And I'm not saying a sweep, but wow. I think – I you know, I – I've been sitting on this. I've been kind of quiet. I'm not going to – I realize, like, they could lose tonight, and that's fine. 
I I do not fear this team, and I probably should have drafted him higher. I should have drafted him in the gold state spot. I got too cute. I, I don't fear this team at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't fear the team, but I fear Durant. I'll say sure. That. Oh, uh, yeah. And fair. I think that, like, Seth Curry would be – is sort of going to be in that Joe Harris role, and he's probably better than Joe Harris. Um, but – I don't know what the biggest game he's ever played in either. No, no. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, Who's still on the board here? All right. So yeah, let's do it. No, that's good. Reset me here. Reset me here. uh, So on the board, we have the heat, we have the Raptors and that is it for the East. And then we have the Suns and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Okay. Um, man. Oh God. Mm. I'll take Toronto. Yeah. That's the right pick. God, it, it might be Memphis though. Fuck. Okay. Make, yeah, make, I'll, I'll take I already said Toronto. I'll I'll take them off the board. That would just be a shitty seven game series, probably. Um, yeah, it would be a war. It would be a war with Toronto. It would beat the Bucks up to hell. Um Nick Nurse does Nick Nurse things, but at the end of the day, the Bucks are a more talented team than Toronto. Toronto just doesn't have the guys. They they yeah. if if they got they got to the second round this year with the team they have, it's a fucking accomplishment. Nick Nurse deserves a ton of credit, but they're that's Toronto's ceiling, and they just they don't have enough dudes to like really like scare you. They're close. I mean. They're a team I think you you definitely watch out for next season when it comes to who could make some who could make some legitimate moves. I think Toronto is definitely a team that is maybe one or two moves away from being really something with the kind of the big the quote unquote nucleus of Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam. They're close. They just they need a little bit more. Yeah. And it's just it's just the the way they defend Giannis and um, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They have big, long guy, and not really big, but long, skinny guys that can um really frustrate him. And they play him very physically, and they call the refs bluff. Um, yep, and force force them to blow the whistle, and they're not going to every single time down. Um. Yeah, I, I got. I really don't need that in the first round, you know. As yeah. much as that's why it's like we're doing this draft and it's it's fun, and everybody's like, I don't want to play Brooklyn, and it's like you just you can't worry about it. I mean, because frankly, it's going to be a tough series no matter what. Um, I I don't think the Bucks sweep anybody at any point in these playoffs. Um, I don't know if they even beat everyone in five you know, outside of Charlotte or Atlanta, um, maybe Cleveland, but it's just, you know, whoever you get, I mean, because if, okay, you get the one seed. All right. You know, you might want that one seed because if everybody's so scared of Brooklyn, Brooklyn will probably have the seven. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the other thing. Like right now, the way that it's headed is, 
the cat right now the playing game is the Cavs and the Nets. And I would probably set that line, even though it's in Cleveland, I would probably set that line as the Nets probably a five point, six point favorite potentially. Like I, I think the Nets are an overwhelming favorite of that game. And well, and wouldn't it be it would be Cleveland hosting Atlanta in the first game, right? No, so I always screw this up. So how it goes is the seven and the eight play. The winner of that game gets the seven seed. Then that loser will then play as the eight seed against whoever wins the nine ten matchup. Okay. It's it's a little complicated. And it's kind of unfair to the Cavs. Like I will feel terrible. I really will. If the Cavaliers lose both those games and miss the playoffs and Atlanta or Charlotte gets in and over them, that will suck so hard for the city of Cleveland. I realize that they have the, you know, the Deshaun thing, we'll see. But, like, they're going to have a ton of hype around them football-wise. And, yeah, they care about the Browns. But for this fun Cavs year to end without at least a playoff series kind of feels wrong, in my opinion. But that's that's just I'm, – I'm, mo- I'm mostly pro-playing game. That's a scenario where I would I would pretty much despise it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, that would – you know. Cities rallied around their team. You know, they have a nice homegrown team and they seem to really enjoy it. And that would be shitty if they, they did, they fell out of the playoffs altogether. So. I think it would be their first playoffs without LeBron since like 1999 or something like that. I would have to look it up, but I mean, just absolutely crazy. I mean, still technically they're a playoff team. It's that, that whatever. All right, I'm up. I'm going to take Memphis. Um, they're beating the shit out of San Antonio early today, which was very impressive given the – I know the Spurs aren't good, but they're battling for a playoff spot right now. And they're at home, big game, probably good crowd. Memphis is up by like 10 or no, 13. That's it's just what Memphis has done all year. But if you get Memphis in the finals – it would be very reminiscent of like the 95 Magic, right? That Magic team was really fucking good. They were awesome. And they were just new kids on the block. Shaq was 22. Penny Hardaway, you know, was starting to come into his own. They had, you know, great role players, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott. I love that team. That's like one of my first like teams of basketball that I vividly remember. And I referred to 95 a lot. Um, I, for whatever reason, maybe that's because of it. I just look at Memphis and I'm like, they're just not ready yet. And if they get to the finals at some point, it's going to hit them in the face that they're in the fucking finals and that the Bucks And I think the Bucks could take care of business against them. Yeah, I agree with all that. I, you know, Memphis is really good, but you know, will they, will they be ready for the moment? I mean, you kind of got to go through the, kind of got to go through the struggles every every team has some and you know at least in terms of okay now you're really like memphis was in the playoffs last year but they were what the eight seed yeah so i mean they're they it wasn't their time you know a lot of teams the homegrown of the homegrown variety if you will i mean even the warriors who had a dynasty you know for the the 2010s um struggled for yep. a couple of years they were 
they were a good team, but they, they couldn't, you know, something was missing obviously. And it, it was Kevin Durant and a, and a good coach. Um, and so, you know, every team and that, that that's kind of Memphis, you know, where they, they haven't really gone through it. They're, they're a fun story, but um, I agree with you that will they shit the bed at some point um, in these playoffs? It, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I think, and I think it could happen. I think it could happen against like the Suns or somebody in in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I'm yeah. not where the Suns just are like, all right, you know, we we've, we've been here before. We know what we know what this takes, and and they they're able to uh, to get it done. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of the Suns, I'll take the Suns. Right wow! Now. Wow! The Heat, even after all the drama, the Heat, the Heat end up getting into that last spot. So yeah, make your case for the Suns over the Heat. Um just I think that I've seen it more recently, I guess. Um yeah. the Suns I feel like don't have as many bodies to defend Giannis and yep. um as Miami potentially does. Um and I don't know. I, I that's tough. I get it, but that's where we're at right now. And yeah. um, you know, Chris Paul, notorious playoff choker. Yes. Um, last year was probably his year, maybe. You know, um, both teams in that were in the finals last year did have some luck, admittedly, but the Suns were not able to capitalize on their opportunity like the Bucks did. So. Um, you know, I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I think that I think that you can rattle Devin Booker pretty easily. Oh yeah. Um, and well, you know, Aiton Aiton got sunned by yeah. by the goat, and I just yeah. I, now no. they do have they do have a competent backup center, unlike last year, mm-hmm. so that does worry me a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, bring them on. I I think for me, um, and I I like I like the answer. I like the the points you made. I'll also add to the fire. They have more pressure on them to win against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a hundred percent. They have like if the Bucks lose to the Suns in the finals. It would suck. It'd be a shitty feeling. We'd all be mad. But I think in two months, month and a half, we'd be like, you know what? Made it to the finals two straight years where you won one in those finals. And that's good. Like that's, that's what you want. Like you look at a team like the Spurs and you look at a team, you know, like the Warriors, they don't, you can't win everyone. You'd like to, but it's really hard. It's what makes Jordan's run so incredible. It's what makes the Rockets win back to back incredible. But any team that can go back to back, it's, it's a legitimate, achievement especially in today's era a player empowerment so i i don't think we would be bumming that hard after you know a month or two of depression and the suns though would have everything and the chris paul choke thing is a real thing and people forget or what they just don't want to talk about the fact that chris paul completely disappeared in game six he absolutely disappeared in that game he is a ghost and he didn't want yeah. it. And, and he disappeared after game two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, right. And you can, th- you can thank your holiday for that. Yeah. Um, for the most part. 
Um, yeah. So I don't know. And honestly, uh, you know, Miami's the last team left. Yeah. So, so here, can I, can I give you why? Like, I, I think I have nothing wrong with this list, but why the only reason why Miami could be a little higher is because of Tyler, Tyler Harrow's defense. I don't know if you watched some of the clips that came out of the Philly, Miami. Well, it's what they did. It's no, it's how the Bucks came back against them. They're down 15 points. All hope looks lost. They just start hunting Hero on matchups. Hero, Hero is a liability. It's a really weird thing because they need Hero in the fourth quarter. They need Hero to score points. But if you hunt Hero, it you can go all day. Like Middleton and Holiday yeah. can absolutely, and then you just add Giannis, and they are Raptors like where they try to get away with a lot. But again, they're another team too where the wear and tear could be real. Jimmy Butler has not been able to stay healthy all year. PJ Tucker's yep. 37. Uh, Bam Adebayo's had nicks and bruises. Are you all uh, bigger than that? I mean, you have a big thumb injury. You know, Duncan Robinson's a complete shell of himself. These guys who are good regular season finds. Are we really thinking that we're going to get a Max Struess game in the playoffs? I'll probably right. KMS if that well, happened. Um, but yeah. like, um, you know, like, are we really getting Gabe Vincent for 15 points? Is that really going to happen? Like, playoffs are different. We've talked about it with role players. That's that was a big talking point for you and I when you know last year's we're getting ready. It's like, are these guys going to show up? And some of them did. Like Bryn Forbes, first round, bless his heart, he was amazing. He outscored Jimmy Butler. People don't forget. And, yeah. but then he was, he was complete garbage. The rest of him, he was, he didn't even play. He picked spin, splinters off his ass by the end of it. But still, yeah. it was nice to have Bryn Forbes that first round. So I, I just doubt those will be my reservations of the Heat besides all the stuff we know about how good they are. Well, yeah. And if, if, if we're going to be, if we're going to put on our honest Heat fan cap, um, here's, here's their team. Kyle Lowry, also a notorious playoff choker until he had Kawhi Leonard, who yes. was like a playoff machine. Yes. Um, people forget that. And then uh, Tyler, we, you, with the, the late game situations were on full display for us Bucks fans. Um, they're, they're, they're shortcomings because Jimmy Butler thinks he's Michael Jordan, but he's more like I don't know. I was I was trying to think about that today, like a more a more random, obscure '90s player or something. Like he he carries himself like Michael Jordan, but he has never been a top ten player in the league, and um, he can't shoot. Bam Adebayo, are you going to give him the ball at the end of the game? Probably not. No, it's Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. It's Tyler Hero, and that's. Uh, do you and really trust Tyler Hero? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, I don't, and. Duncan Robinson's good every eighth game. You just have to hope that that it's it's not his night against you. Um, you know, same with Max Struess. Every twelfth game, he's good. You know, and Gabe Vincent and some of these guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm so fucking scared of the Heat, really, but it's because they do have dogs. I mean, they do, and um. Much like Toronto, it's just they make everything so difficult when they're when they're right. They make everything so difficult. I, right. I still cannot believe the Bucks swept them last year. I have no 
I have no answer for that. I have, I, I don't care. It happened. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. And I, I don't know if it would be a sweep this year. Um, it probably would be a, a seven game series. I mean, it would be, and you know, they just, you know, I, overall, I don't, I think the prevailing thought from this discussion should be nobody scares me, but, or us, but there's going to be more teams that make it more difficult than, than you'd like to see. But that's, that's what it's all about. That's why it's fun. That's why we, <laughs> I don't know. That's why we get excited. And, right. No, um, absolutely. That's, no. that's why basketball is awesome. No, absolutely. Well, this was a lot. This was a hell of a good time. I had a lot of fun doing this. This was a great exercise. I feel like I'm ready more for the playoffs. I said on Monday's show, Daily Tap, as a playoff start today. Like, it's, it's, we're go. We're going. Like, the, these two games matter a little bit more than, than the other ones did. And so, yeah, I feel even more ready. I'm excited to see if anything changes. Maybe we'll do a check in um, headed into the playoffs if, if our rankings changed. I'll have to listen back and say, you know, would, would you move anything around uh, when the playoffs are actually set? All right, moving, shifting gears to the NFL. Um, the NFL overtime rules are changing for the playoffs. Uh, the uh, Basically, both teams will get a possession, um, and that will be the overtime. They'll get at least one possession, and there you have it. And then after a team gets one possession, the other team, it's best sudden death. Mike Tomlin had a takes that I'm not, I don't fear sudden death, uh, which is very Mike Tomlin of him. Some people are on the opposite sides, and I'm just really wondering how does this screw the Packers, or would this ha- ha- would there be a situation where this would not have screwed the Packers? And honestly, I I actually don't I don't think there is one right because I think no this did the Seahawks did the Pack- Packers didn't get the ball against the Seahawks right I guess both the Seahawks game in 2014 they would have got a chance to they would have a chance to win it after you know that but the air was completely out of everything. Like there's no way the Packers were going to take the ball and, and go down and score. Um, and no, then not the way that game was going. No. And then maybe, maybe against the the Cardinals, they would have, they would have put something miraculous together after the Larry Fitzgerald play, but they were on basically nobody for receivers. You know, the Jeff Janis game as some people would like to refer to it as, they had zero receivers. That that team was completely beat to shit. Um, I'm actually, in retrospect, I'm very glad they lost that game because we would have got dusted by Carolina. Um, and don't need another NFC Championship game loser on Aaron Rodgers' resume. And then the game, the game against the Cardinals, which early Rodgers, he turned the ball over. So I actually don't think we would get a possession because we got our possession and go back to Carolina and they'd already won the game. So, and I think that's how it works. I haven't dug too deep into it. So is, do you, do you like the rule? Do you, are you indifferent on the rule? I know you, you're so locked in with basketball, I, but like, how do you I have, mean, a, I guess, do you have a take? My, my, my thought on the NFL overtime rules has been like the same for the last year plus do college style, but put it started at the 50 yard line. Then you have to then you have to get at least like one first down to get into to field goal range. And you just do it that way, you know. Um, like to me, that would add excitement and entertainment value. 
to um to the game and it gives everybody a chance but it's not so easy that you know you're kicking field goals you're already in field goal range like you have to you know it's the pros you should it should be a little bit more of a challenge to you know like am i am i way off here i mean i just no no i it's really simple no i i agree at the 50 or the 45 going in and yeah no, I, um, I agree with you. I like think you get a, you get one first down and you're in field goal range. And if you can't move the ball any further, you, you kick it. And, well, when I and can't, the other team gets the ball and does the same thing. Like not to be a soy boy, but I can't wait for the first time a guy tears his ACL in a second possession of an overtime. Because the amount of hand wringing, the amount of shit there, people are going to talk. Be like, oh, if this was, you know, the old rules, this this injury didn't happen. This prominent player would not have an ACL tear or a broken foot or God knows what. And it's like, you fucking asked for this. So you can't complain about if anybody gets hurt or if there's fatigue the next round. If, let's say, the Bills and Chiefs played in the divisional round and they went, they just kept throwing haymakers and finally someone blinked. And it was the end of that overtime period. And then they get whomped by the, the Bengals the following week. They're like, oh, shit. I guess the overtime has a factor. It's, I don't know, man. Like, I just think there are going to be, it's not going to be like, everything's not going to be solved. The Band-Aid is not, this right. is a Band-Aid. I think there's, we'll see. I just, people are going to find the other things to bitch about. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't please everybody. And I just, you know, I don't know. Well, how many years did, did, did they do the the I guess old format? It it only been maybe ten years. No, yeah, it, it wasn't long. And then I thought it was hilarious that Troy Vincent, who I think is the executive VP of the NFL, is like, well, we saw like the watchability and how many people were tuning in, like that that played a huge factor. And it's like, okay, so this is all to fit in a couple extra fucking progressive ads. That is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like. Yeah. Right. Probably. So you can do the overtime by Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. And and then you can build it up and, and make it a big fucking deal. It's like, all right. So what what are we doing here? Like, it should just be I I didn't realize that I was on the team sudden death, but I might be because I might just be like, you know what? You want the ball back? Go play fucking defense. All right. Like I or just try to win it in yeah. regulation. Like. Going back to that Arizona win, game, win where, the toss. right? You know, going back to that uh, that play with Larry Fitzgerald, where they broke it deep. Like, I think in today's world, Mike McCarthy would have went for two there and would have just tried to win, get the hell out, and not even went to overtime. Because I actually think they might have got it and won. Because the Cardinals at that point were so shell shocked. It was one of the more incredible plays I've ever witnessed in, you know, watching football, given the situation gets kind of forgotten because it's a loss, but that was an amazing play by Aaron Rodgers and Jeff Jones for that matter, both of them. And it's, uh, it's something that doesn't, doesn't get yeah. remembered in the right stage of history. But yeah, I, I, I do think that this is probably a step in the right direction though. Um, this with this new change, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, I do think that both teams should be able to have the ball, but, um, you know, I don't want to get, I don't really want to go exactly like college. Yeah. But I'm, I'd be cool with each team gets the ball once 
And like I said, if we 50 yards, we have to do the kickoffs and, and the injury risk there. Um, and just give the ball to each team once and then go to sudden death. Right. Yeah, I think I think there is and I actually I, I actually don't hate that too from the fact of like, all right, you get the ball, you have to punt, you know, you get the ball at the thirty, you start at the thirty, and if you can't advance it, you punt and you have to punt. Like, you know, I don't think you can like take away the punting angle. You can take away kickoffs and again to your point, like do a little bit here and there to limit injuries and also, you know only have, you know, booth reviews and, you know, one time out and do it. So like it actually goes quick. It's not like going to be a slow painless process. And, but yeah, I, I think the NFL is trying to avoid ties because they're trying to avoid situations where there's all this talk about the overtime rules versus the actual game. I do think, though, people who were consistently whining about that with the Bills Chiefs with how great that game was just kind of shows you, like, the discourse where it's like we always have to find something wrong. We always have to find an alternative angle. Like, it's not just let's talk about let's talk about the actual game itself. Let's talk about what happened. You know, it's we saw it with the Will Smith slap. Everybody, you know, went in God knows how many directions with that shit. And it wasn't just let's talk about what, what the hell just happened. Right. So, uh, but, and, and we, that, that, those takes have ran dry at this point. Although I found it interesting today, the Academy told Will Smith to leave and he didn't leave. Not a great look for Will Smith. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, that's, I don't want to open that can of worms. <laughs> All right. Let's open another can of worms that hopefully won't get us in trouble with. There are, there are much more important things to care about in the world than, than what the fuck Will Smith did to Chris Rock. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with you. Let's uh, let's open another can of worms and hope we don't get in trouble. Um, we're at a wedding this weekend. It's Final Four also this weekend. Uh, we will not be able to watch. Um, Duke, North Carolina will be happening during uh, basically the midst of a lot of probably dancing. You know, you're doing a little shout and everything like that. Second straight Final Four that I've missed. Last year, I was getting confirmed to be a Catholic. This year, wedding. A little bit better this time around, um, we'll say. But it's brutal, man. And uh, yeah. I guess what I guess what I have to ask you, and maybe we could just help the people here, is what do you do in these situations? What's your, what's your approach? Do you just block out all the noise? Do you check in? Like how, what's your yeah, sort of, I mean, do, you, do you have a game plan on this? um well i mean i i don't know i I, i've been in a situation where the bucks were in a playoff game at a wedding yes we were yes what i did in that situation is different than what i what i would do for the final four um final four i care about that what i do what the bucks are doing in a elimination game um so I mean with the final four I probably I'm personally just probably checking the, you know, oh you know, cool, so and so one. My bracket's completely fucked, basically. Right. I, I will uh if Villanova beats Kansas and UNC beats Duke, I may have a puncher's chance. Um just because I think everyone's champion will be out then. 
Yeah. But, um, um, so yeah, I, you know, just check the score and if there is a TV, I mean, maybe watch a couple seconds if it, or I think that you just check the score and if it's getting, if it's close and we're like under a minute, then maybe you try to pull it up on your phone Yeah, and catch the end and see what happens. And yeah. You know, but there's no there's no need to be a you know to be an asshole. About I agree. It. I I 100 percent agree. I think you. I think there's a level of decorum at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, now this is a wedding that's been rescheduled a couple times over. They've went through hell. Now not all not all things are going to be the same. But that was you know it's a big deal. And yeah, you want to show a little bit of respect and. It's not necessarily pulling yourself off into a corner and watching basically the second half and being like, all right, whatever. I'm going to let my wife or my significant other do whatever and not talk to anybody. It's like, well, if you're really going to do that, then you should have just not went or you should have figured out a, some, some sort of way to do it or turn off your phone and watch it on your phone when you get back and, have it recorded, whether it be YouTube TV or Hulu Live, like have it ready to go. But the other thing, yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah, check in. If it gets good under two minutes and you have a little bit of time, like throw it on. Like I remember I was at a wedding that, and it was really a casual wedding, kind of different to this one. It was my cousin, it was a family wedding and Alabama was on the ropes against Florida. I don't really care about either team. But I love good college football, love big moments. And it was kind of like everybody wasn't really doing much. It was kind of just talking, shooting shit. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the end of this game on my phone because you know it's it's just a it's a decent moment. No one's looking at me. I'm not not talking to the bride and groom. Like it's just talking to family. Can have it on, put it on mute. That's another thing. If you're gonna watch the game, don't fucking have the sound on. Just mute it, like you know. You can you can do it without sound. I know there's some guys who you know they need the they need their porn with sound on. You can do it without sound. You'll be all right. You'll live. <laughs> um, and it's it's one of those things where there's no need for for the sound. Like again, I think it all comes down to and the lesson here of when you have when you're faced with these problems, when especially when it's not your team, don't be an asshole. Just read the room, understand it. Find your find your holes, but don't like yeah. immediate judgment. Yeah, exactly. And if it's your team, then yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you have to kind of make some more maneuvers then. And then that's you know, however you want to play that, that's kind of that's kind of up to you. I think with that scenario, what I would do if it were my team, like let's just say Marquette's in right now. Let's say Marquette's playing in that game, layer where Villanova is. Marquette's playing. Uh, the second, the first game. Well, actually, if you were doing the bracket, they were, you know, they shocked North Carolina and Marquette's playing Duke in, to, in the final four. I think then what you do is you just kind of have your phone on. You have your phone with the game on. You put it at your table and you just kind of come back to it. I don't know, sporadically. And you have a watch every 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You just kind of come back. You disconnect. So you're not on Twitter. So you're not talking to your friends. It's just on your phone and it's there. And then you just come back every 15, 20 minutes. You sit around for five minutes. You go back out. 
feel like that would be the way I would play it if I was put in that situation. But honestly, knock on wood, have not been put in that situation. There is a potential that the Bucks could be in the finals when I'm in Greenville, South Carolina for my cousin's wedding. So that that's a, that's a bridge I might have to cross, which I'm not necessarily looking forward to. But again, I'll figure it out. Yep, that's what we do. Sur- survive in advance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you think, as we wrap up, do you think uh, Villanova or Kansas is winning? Nova, baby. Okay. Even without Kansas Justin Moore. Good, though. Even without Justin Moore, um, which I think is a really big loss for that Villanova team. I'm going to have to do a little more research to see, like, how impactful Justin Moore is. Do they really need Justin Moore scoring? I feel like they do. But, yeah, Kansas, man. That second half from Kansas, to me, was the best. I've seen a team look all year, all tournament. Like that was so impressive. I and, like, I I like Abaji. Yeah. Um, I hate Remy Martin, and I hate I don't hate, but uh, what's his name, David McCormick or something? Oh, McCormick's not bad, but you know you don't like no, McCormick. He's just kind of, I don't know. I feel like he was a little bit too over the top, and he's good. Um, yeah, a little bit. You know, just. You know, yeah, uh, Re- yeah. Remy Martin and, is a is a Trey Young, Trey Young lookalike. You can't want he's the one. He's Trey Young wannabe. Yeah, you can't trust Remy Martin. I I agree with that. I don't really like Remy yeah. Martin in the close game. Um. So, but I I'll take Kansas. I I just think Kansas is playing really good basketball, and I'm I'll take Kansas. North Carolina Duke. Where are you going? Um, it's probably Duke. Unfortunately, it, it it fucking is, isn't it? It's uh, that Duke team, man. The way they've closed out games. That the Texas Tech game, I was so impressed with how they closed that game. Like I, they did not miss a shot in the last seven minutes. It was incredible. And everything that the hype around Bancaro, and he really had kind of a just a so-so year. But like that close for Bancaro was incredible. And it wouldn't surprise me if Duke wins the national championship. It would not surprise me if Bancaro goes one. I would not be shocked. If what now? If Paolo Bancaro goes number one over Chet and oh, Jabari. If they win. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it it definitely it helps. I, I mean the huge stage you see it all the time. Yeah. NCAA tournament raises people's stock now typically that is more the you know late lottery to you know end of first round guys that you know are looked at as you know yeah but maybe wouldn't use a first round pick and then you get like a Dante DiVincenzo run where you know take their way into the late teens or something because they were awesome for six games in um in March and um, it also helps too with kind of be the separator with some of those top five guys or so. So, you know, I could see that. It wasn't great um, in the tournament. Well, in that last game and, you know, some of his deficiencies were highlighted a little bit and, um, you know, yeah. Jaden Ivey lost to St. Peter's. <laughs> Jaden Ivey, man. I don't know. That's tough. He's really he disappeared too. Oh, I know. He disappeared. Um, if you were chat, would you go back to school? 
I uh, just given his body size, I would say yes, but there's also no way I would tell someone to. Oh no, to uh, do that. No, no, like, I, like Johnny I, Davis. If the Madison Sports Radio, there's a lot of fans that obviously really want Johnny Davis to come back. Well, yeah, because they're gonna be fucking. People, they're gonna be of, terrible next year. So yeah, they want Johnny Davis well, to come back. I, well, I, 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 I wouldn't go that far, but um, you know, um. Yeah, Johnny. Look, Johnny Davis. Well, I think what it is is a lot of Badger fans are they they, they as like a oh he ain't that damn good. He needs to come back for another year before he goes up. But it's like he could very easily be trash next year and cost himself millions. Right. And he is probably going to go top ten. Yeah. Like look at look at Johnny. Ju- look at Johnny Juzang. Giants Juzang decided to come back, like to get like one more run for UCLA. Giants Juzang was probably a top fifteen pick last year, and now he's probably he might be around when the Bucks are drafted. Now I'm not advocating draft Giants Juzang, but it he fucked it, he fucked it up. Like he he lost yeah. a lot of money for himself. So yeah, go get your money. That I mean, Johnny Giants gonna announce that he's going pro. Um, Tomorrow, today, actually, on NBA Today with Malik Andrews. Um, so Johnny will be uh, we had head of the pros, and we'll see we'll see where he ends up. We'll see if he can get as high as Devin Harris, which people forget got drafted number five to the Dallas Mavericks. Just wild, mm-hmm. but yeah. Wow. So, <clears throat> all right, that'll do it for today. Um, I'll be back. Extremely tomorrow. long podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was a long one. It was we we went, but uh, it's over now. Um, and we'll uh, we'll do Nets Bucks tomorrow. Um, we'll clean up anything else that uh, that happened. Probably talk maybe a little bit of Johnny Davis. Maybe expand on what we uh, we ended with about Davis and where where the Badgers go from here. Um, and who knows what else comes comes through. Probably take your questions again. Um, that's been fun. I've been doing Friday Q and As. Um, there've been some really good. Really good questions. Um, I don't know if you've you've tuned in, Mitch. I was once asked if I was a dog, what kind of dog would I be? Do you know what answer I sent? Golden Retriever. No, but I appreciate that. That means you. I said St. Bernard. Big dog, kind of sloppy. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. What would what would that your answer? One. What would your answer be for yourself? Then I'll I'll let you go. For me, uh, Pitbull. No. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm trying to think. Like, maybe something kind of docile. Um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a Bernadoodle. Bernadoodle. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see a little Bernie. Kind of a Bernie's kind of a Lazy, uh, you know. Bat? Would you be a basset hound, Mitch? Maybe a basset hound. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, sure. You're pretty. You're prettier. You're prettier That's than. Little, a, you're prettier than a basset hound. That was mean. That that was mean. So, I would hope so. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll ride out. Um, please give us your uh, dog dog types for Mitch. I um, would love to hear him. Uh, Tab McKag Sports and uh, Mitch Ross MKE. Thank you. All right, back tomorrow. See you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us this long. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.